Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Sure. My name is Joseph Byrne. I am from Edge, New Jersey. We provide <clears throat> social services to the LGBTQ plus community and HIV positive community. Um, and just so you guys, everyone that's listening, just so you know, we were having a conversation on another line, and I was like, well, we're having a really good conversation around this organization. <laughs> um, just explain to them a little bit more what you just said to me about the how the name has changed and how long it's been around and um, what sure. is now becoming and how you guys are transforming it into the center. Of course. And of course, as soon as you say, let's record this, I get a huge sneeze attack that comes on. So I apologize. Um, Good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's real. So I'm from uh, Edge, New Jersey, and we have undergone a few name changes. And I always say that it's because our organization has just responded to a need. Uh, so about 26 years ago, um, the AIDS Residence Coalition of Morris County was formed Uh, in response to the lack of services uh, to those who were living with HIV. And then that opened up the Eric Johnson House, which was a temporary housing uh, facility for those who were chronically homeless, as well as HIV positive. And really at that time, it was a place for individuals to come and be able to live out their last moments with, you know, dignity and respect. But as, you know, the miracle of modern medicine has changed and people were living and thriving, Um, The organization then opened up uh, community-based services and changed its name to New Jersey AIDS Services and had a good run as NJAZ. We we say that uh, social workers love acronyms, so we were Mm -hmm. NJAZ. And then uh, we responded to another... I know, I do love it because it's kind of musical theatery, which... It is totally musical theater. (laughs) That's why I like it. (laughs) Which plays into my background. Um, exactly. Lots of jazz hands at my organization. And then um, we then opened up the EDGE Pride Center. And of course, acronyms. EDGE stands for End Discrimination Gain Equality. Um, and then as we were Beautiful. shifting, I love it. And as we were shifting our, our focus to combine our two communities, um, New Jersey Aid Services wasn't really all encompassing. So we changed it to Edge, New Jersey. So we're End Discrimination, Gain Equality, New Jersey. We own and operate the Pride Center as well as the Wellness Center. We provide uh, primary care as well as psychiatric and mental health. That's a lot. That's amazing. So what's the, <laughs> what's the baby side of it that you were saying? Like what's the newer component? Oh, so our, our newest component is the Pride Center. So we were always the organization that people came to to be like, we have an LGBTQ client and we, we don't know how to competently, competently serve them. So it was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, there's a really large uh, intersectionality of HIV positive and, and LGBTQ uh, because gay men were, were hit so hard during the epidemic. So yeah. my organization was well-versed in you know, caring for that community. So it was only just kind of a natural fit that we parlay all that knowledge into a pride center because y'all there's nothing there's nothing in all of morris sussex and warren counties of new jersey that will well, listen, we, serve i know 
it's Jersey's a weird state because Jersey's a great state as far as some things are concerned, right? So we have the New yeah. Jersey the LGBT curriculum that just got instated into our law, and so mm-hmm. now you have to learn queer history. It's going to be a thing. Uh, and then we have Garden State Equality, which is a great organization. And then, obviously, subsidiaries of all of those things. Um, yeah. I happen to live in Jersey. My podcast is not from New Jersey, but it's happened to be here with the podcast. Um, this is mm-hmm. my permanent residence now. And But I'd also like to make a point that um, the fact that someone started this organization basically at the top, while well, the height of the AIDS epidemic, and that's a lot of courage that people don't really quite understand. <laughs> oh, it's know? huge. Yes. In and we've had the of, same yeah. CEO since then. Her name is Lori Litt. She started this organization, Amazing. and she has just grown it to like, what it is today. And that's it. Like, no problem. Just, like, I'm starting it. Someone has to do it. Hold out. We have to serve these people, our community. Like, that's the stories that I find the most pioneering, like, no one knows her name outside of you guys, like, really, you know, like, they might know them in the state of New Jersey, but, like, Massachusetts maybe might know, like, but no one knows people like that. There's a great podcast called Making Gay History, and it's all about that. I love Making Gay History. I just literally talked to Eric for the podcast, actually, uh, like, (laughs) an hour ago. Um, Amazing. He's, like, he took his work that he did for queer activists and queer artists and and queer anybody in the 80s and 90s uh, and put it on tape and, you know, and then my creative this amazing thing. It's the same thing with the center. It's like this person did not have to do this, but uh, they did, and they're still involved since mm-hmm. when it started. Who? Yes. Who is the, who's Eric Johnson? Uh, Eric Johnson, so when it was the AIDS Residence Coalition of Morris County, it was started uh, by a church. Uh, Church of the Redeemer in Morristown, and Eric Johnson was the name of a parishioner who who passed away wow. from HIV/AIDS, and wow. so in honor of of him, they opened up the Eric Johnson House. Wow, I mean, yeah, a parishioner really from amazing. a church, you know, it's like amazing. Think about that; like they were going against all odds at that time, and a church yeah. decides to someone from a church, uh, the parishioner from a church is like, I'm gonna start this. Am I gotta help? Exactly. I gotta something. I gotta like you know like there's gotta be something that to do. It's funny. Um, we went so Lori Litt, who's the CEO, and Joanne McHenry, who's the COO, and I went to DC to march on the Supreme Court for on October 8th when the they were hearing the three landmark cases in regards to um, the employment discrimination within LGBTQ community. Like if you can be fired for being trans or just being out as gay mm-hmm. or lesbian. And so mm-hmm. we, we marched in the Supreme Court. Uh, my, I got to watch my bosses uh, take part in the uh, peaceful demonstration. I watched them get arrested. I awesome. like to say that I pridefully held their purses while I yeah. watched that. But we were um, getting prepped for, for everything, and it was in the basement of a church. And Lori Litt, who is our CEO, turned to me and said, just imagine how much change has started in the basement of a church. Yeah. And I'm not a religious yes, person, true. but it's like, yes, no. that's, in, that's insane. That's what people don't uh, – actually, my, eventually, my fourth season – no, my fifth season is going to be all about um, religion and gay and, and, like, the whole saga that that is because there's really great organizations. Like, one is called the Christian Closet, which is a therapeutic service online with therapists that are happen to also love God and spirituality, and it's okay, and you can be wow. gay. And they, like, talk people through, um, you know, therapy. And uh, it's an, a great, great, great organization. 
Um, That's amazing because it's such a misnomer that you know if you're know. if you're queer you're not religious. It, it's such a I struggle know. for a lot of people. Which is just BS. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really push for that topic because where do we all start? We all start at some point. We ninety-eight percent of us start, and no, all of us do start in some type of religious upbringing because, like, if you're Catholic, you get baptized because it's a thing you do or it's like yeah. you go to church and, and you become born again or you go you just go to church you do something involved in some type of community that happens to be involved in the church it just as part of an, an ingrained in our society it's just strange yeah. to me when people start throwing the negativity instead of it and i'm like you're not right you're an asshole for doing that like you really are <laughs> like you're yeah. a straight up asshole for doing that because it makes no sense so um yeah. so with the pride center what mm-hmm. is your intention with that? Like, what, what, because they're different for everybody. They really are. So, um, yeah. What's your focus so, like? It's a great question. Um, for the pride component of it. So, we've integrated um, all of our services. So, our um, Edge Wellness Service uh, is our housing facility, our mental health, our physical health, our psychiatric care. So, anything that has to do with any sort of wellness component of that is Edge Wellness. Uh, Edge Pride is um, more of a social component. It'll be for people to gather and and mixers and parties. And, of course, we have our support groups as well. Uh, but it's basically just a, a place to be visible, to be accepted, to feel like home, uh, to, to come hang out, receive support. And so we're really excited. We actually just got approved um, through the town of Denville. We're purchasing a building, which is actually an old car dealership. So it's huge. Hmm. And along with our partner, our medical partner, I know I'm so excited. Um, It's going to be renovated. And so the first floor is going to be our, our pride center where you, the community can come and there's going to be a a queer library and a gallery where we'll have rotating exhibitions of LGBTQ artists and poetry nights. And, you know, just come, come hang out, get your homework done, mentorship. And then the second floor is going to be, our um, physician and our psychiatric care and our support groups and our mental health counseling. And I'm so excited just to be all together. So the only thing you're really missing is the arts component. You've got to get some, like, thing going in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Our CEO wants to have a gay men's choir so badly. It's like her dream. She that's great. Cool. I, I know. know. I'm so excited. Uh, I mean, Especially I'm being good. That's that's you are? That's my background. Yeah, yeah. I'm a dancer Me too. by heart. Yeah, I'm a professional That's dancer. Amazing. Since I was 16 and now I'm 38. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I crossed I'm 35. over, though. I know. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, then, do we know each other? I don't know if we know each other. Did you do it professionally in the city? I did. Like jobs? Yeah, I was, I was SAG after equity, all that fun stuff. Wait, did we know each other? Every way if we did. I mean, we're not that far <laughs> apart in age. Uh, no, and um, your, my last name is Burn. Burn, B Y R N E. B Y. Oh, Jill Burn. There you are. I'm on Facebook. You on Facebook? This is this is hilarious. I am on Facebook. You don't have to have a, you don't happen to have a surname Jen Burn, do you? A surname what? A sister named Jen Burn, do you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we know the same people. Like you know, Pissy Miles. Oh, you know, Jason. Uh, I love Pissy. And she actually, uh, you no, know, Courtney Tilford performed at my Courtney Tilford and I did a show together years and years ago. Oh yeah, I've known Courtney for a very long time. Are you a Prather person? Uh, 
I am afraid of the person. I would yeah, too. Yeah, I know Amy Clary. I know Jason Campbell. I know Josie. I know Eddie, Jeff Brooks, Katie. Um, Eddie uh, Schnucker? Eddie Schnucker. Yeah, Eddie Schnucker and I did. Well, we like crossed over a bunch of times and never did shows together. Wait. That's hilarious. So you did a show with Eddie Schnucker. I don't care if this is on the podcast. I'm keeping it. Did you do a show with Eddie Schnucker at Fraser? Uh, yes. Eddie is a wonderful human being. He and I dated I for a couple of years. Wait. That's okay. Hold on. I did cats there, and uh, as we were leaving, I did a bunch of this. Cats, Footloose, West Side Story, uh, Christmas Show. I, I did Sounds Like yeah. Christmas. Oh, Sounds Like Christmas. Okay. I did Holodazzle uh, <laughs> at the, the Broadway Palm West. Uh, oh, that's so yeah, yeah. That's I, where I did Sounds Like Christmas. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, of course. It doesn't it make sense that we, we know the same people, like literally – I've known these people that you know for a very, very, like, since 2000. A lot of them since 2001. Jason Campbell I've known for, like, 20 years. Um, oh, Jason Campbell. Crazy. I love him. Uh, Courtney, you know, Courtney and did Beef and Boards together. Oh, okay, yeah. I think she, she a, went on to do that right after, right after Prather. So I did Swing. That was a three-theater contract. So basically it was a year of my life with Jason yeah. and Courtney. Oh, yeah. So that's how I know Jason so well, too, because we did cast and Footloose together. Footloose was like a year of our lives. Cats was, <laughs> uh, felt like 100 years of our lives. But we did it. Yeah, yeah. So you know John Ramsey. Cool. Yeah, yeah. John Ramsey, yeah. And it's yeah. that Eddie and John Ramsey are dating now, which blows my mind, and I, they seem yeah. very happy, so I'm happy for them. Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, totally off topic. I might keep it in or not. I think it's fantastic. But <laughs> the arts component is basically where this conversation was going um, into the center what made you get into so what brought you to this particular moment in your life? This, okay, this is a funny story, and I'm not sure if it comes across as, like, pretentious or not. Um, so I started in musical theater, and theater was all I ever wanted to do. It's what I studied. It's, it was or a passion. Area. It was everything. Sure. Um, so, but when I was getting older and the drive was sort of leaving me, and my career kind of switched to TV and film, which is, like, really weird, and mm-hmm. I got this, the tiniest part ever on Boardwalk Empire on the final season of it. And I yeah. was sitting in my trailer. Like, I had a stand-in. I had, you know, wardrobe That's people. Lot. I had my own trailer. I had all this stuff that, like, never thought in the entire world would happen. And I was just sitting in it, and I went, I'm good. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And mm-hmm. so this, like, wash of calm came over me that, like, I felt fine. And I think yeah. because, too, whenever you say, oh, I was an actor, and the response always is, oh, anything I would know. And right. so I finally kind of had that, and I was like, you know what, you're good. And I spent some time soul-searching and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to, to transition. And I just knew that I didn't want to go back to school because I had I essentially dropped out um, of college because I started auditioning and getting offers. So I was like, yeah. crap, now I just don't want to go back to school. So I did the whole like event planning thing. I went to event design. I was trying all this stuff, but I felt unfulfilled. And I knew I wanted to work with people. And in order to do that, I had to go back to school. So uh, one of my best friends is a social worker, and I've always admired that. And I knew that I wanted to, to do that, and I wanted to specialize in LGBTQ services. So I went back to school. I crammed it all, crammed it all in. I got my undergrad and master's in uh, three years, which is crazy. 
And my uh-huh. internship was at New Jersey AIDS Services. And during my internship was when they were starting their changeover to LGBTQ services, which was like my forte. So I yeah. charmed and weaseled my way in, and they hired me right after my internship. And I've, I've been there for two years now. Cool. That is a great story. You know why I asked the stories because the story on how you get to places is so important for everybody. But I actually think it's really important, and maybe I'm biased because I'm gay, but it's really important <laughs> for the queer community to really get, sorry, sorry, to get um, these stories out and heard because the journeys are so, um, they're oftentimes can be different depending on who yeah. you are and depending on the color of your skin. And, and then you add the queer component and then you're like, oh, God, so much. <laughs> um, so, and then you just go into the work that you're really comfortable with. You know, I had the same experience with performing. I still choreograph uh, quite a bit. And, That's uh, amazing. And, but the performing aspect was like, I, uh, I was at Beacon Boards and I, was, I turned to my boyfriend at the time and I was like, you know what? I am really bored. I don't need to do this right now. <laughs> yeah, the, city like the love just there. sort of leaves you. Yeah, it does. And, it's, and, uh, and then it wasn't until like 2011-12 where I started to transition to choreography and like feeling the gratification. Because I love being in the theater. There's nothing I love, love, love being in the theater. I love being creative all the time. It's like one of the things that I, I just love it. I just can't get enough of it. So this is killing me right now. This um, and there's the thing too with being a gay man. It's, it's very comfortable and it's safe. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. thinking about totally, like what totally. am I going to do for the rest of my life, which will also be as comfortable and safe, is really daunting. So I was yeah. happy to fall into a pride center of all places. So like at least I'm really that's it. Right. <laughs> well, that's why it's 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 kind of an amazing thing. There's a, an organization called Dreams of Hope. And um, in uh, 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 Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, in some Pennsylvania cities. I can't think of it off the top of my brain. Uh, oh. What's the Pittsburgh? What's the Pennsylvania city? There's Philly. There's Trenton. And that's Jersey. There's Philly. What the hell is Baltimore? Oh my God! It's like an hour, two hours from Baltimore. What is? Allen? My friend lives there. No. Anyways, it's a really great theater company, and uh, they've been around since the late 80s, early 90s, and it's an LGBT youth. No, no, no. I work in Lancaster a lot. Well, you, you know, so you know. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I love uh, when those moments happen, and then you brought yourself to the Pride Center, and this Pride Center that you guys have is amazing, and specifically because you're in Morris County, um, New Jersey, Mm-hmm. It's a big county, and it's counties huge. are fun no here. It's huge. Morris County is huge. I'm in Monmouth County. That's big, too. I'm right next to the ocean. Yeah. Um, but we, we're lucky over here because we have Guard State Equality. It's literally in Asbury Park. Um, yeah. Asbury Park so, is amazing. GSE does phenomenal yeah. work. Yeah. So there's, like, there's, and there's project. We have a bunch of organizations here, so that's which I'm very grateful for. Um, mm-hmm. But this this work that you guys are doing that they've been doing and you do now and, and um, expanded into the center is uh, pretty fantastic. It's important. Um, Thank you. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. When, when I first started, I, we had to create, um, as an intern, I think it's what got me hired, I had to create a LGBTQ culturally competent training 
to go out mm. and uh, teach other agencies and service providers how to basically interact with a member of the community. And I was like, this is, yeah. this is nuts. This is so antiquated. Why am I doing this? Um, but I did. I put it together with all the research, another intern and I, and we went out and we started doing it. And the response has been amazing. And not only that, I learned how needed that service is because the some, most some, oh my God, sometimes I, ha I was the only known gay person to a few of these people that they could ask questions to. They yeah. feel comfortable. It was like, oh, wow. Like all the way from like asking my lesbian coworker, okay, how can I ask you who's the man and who's the woman in the relationship to, you know, like such basic questions that you didn't think people thought anymore. Yeah. And then well, breaking people say down that about gender me. means. Exactly. Breaking down what gender means is a huge conversation. I have that conversation all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And I've learned so much. And you just have to continue to learn because the children these days, they're, uh, <laughs> they know a lot. And they um, catch up. They have to, you have to just catch up to them. Uh, yes. You know, because so, I have, like, my niece and my cousin's child, they're both the same age, are, 11, going to be going up 12, and my niece is a lesbian. She's out. And my other niece, my other cousin's daughter is pansexual. So, as Oh, I mean, all the questions that they must get is, is, must be mind-boggling. Well, I even asked them. I was like, let's look up what these things mean. Because you know what I mean? I know. I actually had to look up pansexual and really remind myself what that means And um, mm -hmm. at that time. And so we did it together, and it was, it was pretty, I love it. She's like, I don't, I just like who you are. I don't like your sexuality. Like, I don't have to like your gender. I just like who you are. Like, it's just, I was like, what? Which is what planet are we living on? This I know. Is amazing. It's mind-blowing. I know. Because I yeah. feel like when we were younger, it's, you had to fit into a box yeah. in order for society to understand you. You had to fit of a label. Of course. Yeah. And so now yeah, yeah, that we're absolutely. sort of getting away with those labels and boxes, I'm, we're seeing a whole lot more. Um, you, we were at Asbury Pride last year. And mm -hmm. all of the pan flags that I saw waving around, flying around, kids wrapped up in them, it was just amazing. Oh, wait a minute. That's so weird. I was there, too. So my husband is part of the Golden Gays NYC. It's the Golden Girls Musical Parody Group. And they have I a have table there. Them. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, we, that's... we did, too. Did you see the uh, Love is Contagious Spread Pride merch? I think so. Yeah. That's odd. Isn't it weird to be in the same place as somebody that you don't know yeah and then, then, you, then you talk to them and you're like oh we were right next to each other I think yeah, it's always first weird first of all we have a thousand friends in common we were well we literally have 25 friends in common on Facebook so um, <laughs> it's just you know part of the course when it comes to musical theater but even speaking of yeah. boxes you know you're even putting a box in the musical theater I mean I don't care what anybody says you're, you're only looked at one way oh most yeah of your you know musical that, that career you know uh, no matter yeah. what no matter what you do no matter it's like if I saw you do that once, that's the way you are, and that's the way you're going to be. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with queer community. It's like if you say that's what you are, and I want you to stay there, you're going to stay there because that's the way we see it, and you can only be gay. You can only be a lesbian. You, can, you can't be anything else. You can't be any other, anything else. You know, like, uh, yeah, I say, I say in the training that when I break down gender, and I, I, do, I do myself just because everyone's so uncomfortable. It's like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, but I, at the end of it, say, you know, this makes me a really easy gay pill to swallow because I'm cisgender, I identify with the sex I was signed at birth, I present, like, my gender uh, identity 
male. My gender expression yeah. is masculine. I joke that I'm nobody's lumberjack, but it is masculine. Um, like, mm-hmm. I go down the list, and, like, romantically and sexually, I'm attracted to men. So, like, this makes me a really easy gay pill to swallow. And people chuckle. Mm-hmm. But it's true, and I, I understand that privilege, and I see that privilege, and I use it to be able to talk to people because they're comfortable with me. They don't, their mind yeah. isn't racing a 1,000 miles an hour, so I sort of, like, use that to get in with them and then open their minds. That's a good point. You just made a very good point and gave me food for thought. I appreciate that. I love when that happens because I didn't even think of it that, in terms of that way. That was really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's my privilege, and why not use it? I have so, yeah, so little of too, it. Like, so. Well, mine too. Like, I, you know, I'm, the same, I'm exactly the same thing as you, basically. And, you know, I, I, that's just who I am, and I love it. And, and it, makes easy for people to, people, it makes it easy for people to talk to me. That's why I think I like politics so much, too, because, like, I ain't going to come at you. I'm going to come... I'm going to be with you. If you want to go mm-hmm. against me, that's entirely your choice. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not going to approach it in any other way. And that's why I think, like, going back to the organization, um, for someone to do with the, the work that she did, what's her name again? Just say it again. For the center. Uh, Matthew, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lori Litt. Lori Litt. For her to do that, for them to do you know, and, like, create that. And so long ago when it was such a, the president of the United States couldn't even say HIV AIDS. You know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, her, she's amazing. You should talk to her. Like, she was at one of the first readings of the names in D.C. Like, she has such a, a rich and storied uh, career. So cool. And her sister actually was one, was a part of ACT UP, uh, one of the like, original ACT UP days, and has her photos. She's a photographer, so she was one of the photographers for ACT UP, and her photos are in, like, the National Archives. Cool. That's very cool. So, yeah, she's I mean, really neat. take the power. You just got to do it, and uh, and that's it. And she, you know, she. What does she identify as? Is she like a person? What kind oh, of person is she? She she will say to you herself that she is the like straightest straight in Straightville. Great. And she she kind of like yeah. apologizes for it. She's like, I know. Um, and people, she has received as well as our, our CEO too is, in, is you know they're they're both you know in relationships with men that's how they identify they're white women um, and mm-hmm. people have questioned them they're like what gives you guys the authority to run an LGBTQ center and I think my favorite thing that was said was well my doctor's a man and I trusted him to deliver my baby true I was like oh that's touche. Good. And they're really yeah, wonderful. No, really. I mean, everyone's a social worker. Um, Lori is a, you know, she has her LCSW. She's a licensed clinical social worker. Joanne McHenry, who's our COO, has, is licensed. She's master's of social work. Everybody's a social worker. So even though uh, even we do outnumber the heterosexuals in my agency, which is hilarious, um, mm-hmm. but everyone's just open-minded and loving, and it's just all in it together to, to fight for a more inclusive and colorful tomorrow. I think that's fantastic. Where can everybody, I usually ask people, like, give me some words of wisdom and um, give me something that you can give to the children right now, like something that you would say to them inside of the education that you bring to people. 
you are my teacher. I learned so much from the youth today. Uh, they are so open-minded. They are so smart, so resilient, so strong. Even in really dark and troubling times, um, they show me what grace is and what courage looks like. And so I love every moment that I get to be around our queer youth. And um, I thank them for sharing their time with us. And I hope they all get a chance, if they're in the Morris-Sussex-Warren County area of New Jersey, to look up uh, Edge New Jersey and the Edge Pride Center and, and come join our family. Where can they find you? We yeah, are located. Uh, when the world goes back to normal, uh, we're located in Morris Plains, uh, 3 Executive Drive in Morris Plains. And, and you can uh, follow us at... Oh, oh, our website. So we're undergoing a whole new brand identity. Uh, it will be edgenj.org. It hasn't launched yet. Uh, right now you can look up edgepridecenter.org, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Edge New Jersey. And I believe Instagram is uh, edgenj, edge underscore nj. Great episode. Thank you for listening. For all of the resources and what Edge New Jersey is about, go to edgenewjersey.org. That website will be up in a couple of weeks, so keep an eye out. And of course, visit them on social media um, at edge underscore nj on Instagram and Facebook. Just find them. They're fantastic. Thank you so much, Joe. And of course, I want to thank my on-air sponsors, Jose de la Cuesta and Michael J. Gabrowskis. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, in these trying times, listen, learn, listen, listen, and love.